Welcome into another episode of Talking Ball, y'all. Tonight we got uh, two coaches from two Sits A uh, programs. We're going to start uh, at the bottom end of the state. We're going to end up toward the top of the state uh, with two uh, class Sits A programs to see uh, talk about how their season's going to get kicked off amongst this pandemic. Uh, things that are uh, things that are going on. We'll talk. We'll address that and talk to them how they are handling uh, some things in their clubhouse. Uh, and just a reminder that all guests on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast will appear via the South Group Insurance Services Hotline. So set back and enjoy as we talk to two Sits A powerhouse programs. The Greater Pecuniary Chamber of Commerce provides the tools you need to succeed as a business owner and community influencer. As a member of the Chamber, your commitment has personal payback. The Chamber offers numerous opportunities to get involved throughout the year, whether it is through networking events, committee involvement, community programs, or special events. By taking advantage of the Chamber's resources, your business can develop and thrive. Visit us at greaterpicunechamber.org or drop by our office, which is located at 201 Highway 11 North. We're excited tonight to be joined by head coach of the Hancock Hawks, Neil Lawler. Neil, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I. I appreciate you and Jeff having me on tonight. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Neil, it's uh, a, a funky time, man, in our world, but it's good to be talking football, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's uh, that's if there's nothing normal in this world right now, at least we can say we're we're at least talking about it and uh, you know doing a little bit of practicing. We we started this week, so that's uh, you know we're headed in the right direction. You know, uh, I just every day we 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 leave the field house and go. You know what? We got another day in. Let's let's try to get tomorrow in. So uh, that that that's our goal each and every day right now. Neil, when you look at the way that spring was kind of wiped off the calendar, mm-hmm. last year in a lot of ways just seems like so long ago. Last year y'all were four and seven. Mm-hmm. When you come in to this 2020 uh, season, what do y'all look to uh, be different or, or more of the same in some, some spots? Give us kind of a preview, overview, sure. and then we'll kind of go into some groups after that. But just a big, big picture view of the 2020 Hawks. Absolutely. Um, you know, last year we had uh, we had a couple key injuries, as as did everybody. That kind of put us a little thin at some uh, at some areas. Um, you know, along along with our our backs, they were kind of young last year. The good thing is that we had to play. Uh, you know, we had to play some guys uh, in different roles, so they have experience. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, with with that kind of return coming. Uh, and you know we 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 had a big line, um, you know, size wise, and we we have uh, out of that group we have two that are playing college football now, and uh, excited for them. But uh, you know we're gonna look we're gonna look different um, as far as I think the speed of the game for us. Um, you know we don't necessarily have the uh, running backs that Popperville has that Jay has up there. Or we we don't have necessarily Duffport speed or anything like that. But we. We have, as a collective group, we're going to be, I think, a little bit quicker, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, you know, I think that's the one thing I think people may probably notice a little bit about us this year. And, um, you know, I hope I hope it plays out from what we've seen the first couple of days of fall camp. And, uh, you know, 
and where we're headed with uh, offense and defensively. Now, I still consider you a young coach, man. It makes me feel young to call you that anyway. Absolutely. You you had great success your first season there, uh, a Mm -hmm. run in a playoff that really I think was historic for that Hawks program, correct me if I'm wrong there, at least recent history. Tell me, Neil, you know, not that four and seven's all that bad, but kind of been on both sides of it. What have you learned so far in in your young coaching career there in Hancock some lessons learned I like being called young first of all (laughs) Uh, you know uh but I do uh I do think we picked up some things um not just myself but as a staff and as a program over the last couple years um you know coming off a a great season my first year as head coach and uh and and being able to make that run in the playoffs um you know and then having some and, you know, some down years, but they were productive years. Um, and that's the way I would word that. Um, you know, it was, it's unfortunate that sometimes the wins don't ever or don't always reflect, um, the, the direction that the program may be going. And, uh, you know, sometimes as does every team, you're going to have bumps and bruises that they get you and get you caught in a bad situation in a game. And, um, you know, last year we, we started, you know, kind of seeing where we're heading as far as this year, um, you know, kind of later in the season we started um, kind of filtration some of our guys in that, that we knew we needed to at least get some reps in. Um, you know, we didn't want to take away from our seniors last year or our starters last year, of course. Uh, they they needed to do what they needed to do, and we, we loved having them. But we also needed to see where we were uh, preparing uh, for each year is a little bit different especially if you come off a, uh, you know, running playoffs, you, you know, everybody's still on the high and they, you know, just in a sense can get a little bit caught up in the moment as far as this is, uh, this is the way it's always going to be, um, you know, and, uh, the kids have worked hard. Um, I think this group, uh, going in this senior bunch, um, you know, they, they were ninth graders that actually got moved up and got to at least participate with the traveling of those playoff games okay. and, and being and being involved, so they they at least know where we want to be, where we should be, where we're we're striving to be consistently. And um, you know they 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 live that, and and that's a, that's big. Um, but also being able to reflect on a couple seasons at four and seven, you know they understand the struggle once it's in their hands. You know, and they're having to be the guy. Um, you know, preparation. Uh, for each of those people, uh, each of those players, um, you know, the detail has to be, has to be, you know, precise. Um, and I think as long as we can consistently do that, uh, with our, with our players and as long as our players are fully understanding that we, we're going to be successful. Um, and, you know, unfortunately I tell them all the time, sometimes the school board doesn't reflect success and, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta take, what's given to you and uh, and you know you got to be able to move uh in, in a part in a progressive way to the next to the next action and i think our, our our guys have done that and we've learned each year how to promote that i guess uh in a sense that we, we're trying to instill the uh you know the, the little things how how detailed they have to be and how they have to add them to the big things and hopefully that turns into you know four and seven could be seven and four we were 
we lost a game last year in, in overtime against Harrison Central, and and uh, we were actually um, going into the fourth quarter in uh, two other games where we were tied in our district. So we could have very easily flipped that around to where we were seven and four. But um, you know, the guys understand the process; they understand where we're at. Um, of course, it was a different off season, uh, being away from school at the end and losing spring. But our guys have done a great job this summer. Um, I'm excited about where they are. We averaged about 71, 72 players every morning. Um, high school, that's 10 through 12. And, um, you know, and I, I think, you know, they, they fully bought in and committed to what they've got to do. That, that's our motto this year is commit to the age. And uh, each year we have our theme, and that's, that's, it's simple, um, you know, and it's been used a thousand times, but it's very important to us this year because not only are we committing to what we are striving to do each and every year, but I want them to understand that that, that can be taken away. So we've got to commit to it while, we, you know, while it's in front of us and understand each, each and every snap and practice is important and, and it leads to hopefully wins on Friday night. Neil, when you look at the timeline of that senior class, your tenure there, this mm-hmm. class has, has been with you the, the entire time, right? I mean, this is kind of uh, when you hear coaches talk about that first class, this is going to mm-hmm. be a class like that for yourself, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they, they, they've they done a really good job of understanding um, the importance of now it's, you know, their senior year, uh, and hopefully we get to play. Um, and they're, you know, they, they've taken it stride by stride, but they also understand they, you know, they want, they want to book in things, you know, unfortunately the last two years happened, um, didn't get in the playoffs, but you know, they, they do want to, um, finish what they started and what they were a part of, you know, to, to join there at the end of their ninth grade year. Uh, absolutely. They, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, this four year process and, and the guys that are coming, you know, behind them, they've they've done a good job. That you know, I can't I can't preach enough about what our coaches have have done uh, with them developing them from seventh grade all the way up. You know, our seventh graders four years ago are now you know at the high school level and 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 participating and not just participating but they're contributing and that that's huge. You know, that's that's the only system they've known. So that's that's big, and we're starting to see the uh, you know the dividends from that from those actions, and and I'm excited to see where it is and where it goes. All right, coach, let's talk some individuals or groups. Mm-hmm. Some groups, we'll start there. Some groups you look to to lean on, uh, coach, or some groups that you have been leaning on to maybe improve and and get y'all over that hump to get in to the playoffs. Let's start with uh, coming back and some guys mm-hmm. that. You saw production from last year and really leaning heavy on looking for them to have nice years. Sure. Uh, I'll start with our quarterback, uh, Samaje Robinson. He, uh, he's, he's coming back to be a second year with us. Um, he started a quarterback for us all uh, 11 games last year, and he did a, did a great job. Um, last year was his first year at quarterback. Um, you know, I'm excited for him. He already has a couple of college offers and, um, you know, he's a kid that's come in from day one uh, with our program and is, has been a leader, not just on the field, but in the weight room and in the locker room. He understands, you know, this is not a, 
this is not something to take lightly, you know, not just having talent, but you got to be able to produce with it and, uh, you know, work at it. Uh, so I'm expecting big things from him, um, you know, second year full, second year with us, and, uh, you know, a second year at quarterback in our system. Uh, I think he's, I think we're going to see and hope to see a big jump from him uh, production-wise. He had a good year last year, really good year, but this year I expect him to expand even more. Um, Neil, when you look at his numbers, you hear the term dual threat, but his numbers uh-huh. jump out. He's almost even. I mean, he's 750 yards rushing, over 1,000 uh-huh. passing. So he's a guy uh-huh. that can hurt you two different ways, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. He, he's a kid that, uh, you know, he, he throws the ball with ease. Um, it looks effortless. Uh, his arm, he's got a great arm. And, uh, but then again, when a play breaks down, to have that ability to, to, uh, tuck it and run it. And, and we do, uh, run our quarterback. You know, that's, that's part of our game plan. He's in every week and, uh, he understands it and he's got the mental and physical toughness to handle it. And, uh, you know, I think, I think those numbers are going to, are going to jump some. Hopefully they skyrocket, but I expect them to jump heavily. Now, you talked about your O-line being big, mm-hmm. and anytime you have big guys and then you lose uh, some to graduation and they go on and play at the next level, that tells me you probably got a couple holes to fill. Tell us about what that group's going to look like this year. Absolutely. Uh, our offensive front, I'll start with it, our offensive front, we're returning one starter. It's our center, fortunately. Um, you know, so we have that consistency right there. He's kind of the catalyst. That's uh, Cody Breland, and um, he he kind of directs traffic up there. He understands what we're what we've asked of him, uh, what will what we will ask of him. You know, week in week out. Um, the guys that are going to be joining this year, you know, I'm excited about. We have uh, we have a different look to us. Last year we were. You know, approximately six two, three hundred pounds across the front. You know, and uh, this year we're more in the six foot, six one, two thirty to two fifty guys. You know, but they their their feet are really good, and uh, we got a couple of linemen that run sub five forties. So I'm I'm excited they can move. Uh, you know, it's going to be not just a uh, lineup and and try to maul you in certain areas or certain positions of the game, it's going to, you know, just because of the size, it's going to be we're, we're going to try to use our quickness to our advantage. Um, and that goes on both sides of the ball. Our defensive line, um, we have some guys that um, that are going to be they're, they're of the same mold, and then we have some guys that are going to play both ways. And we, uh, we're we excited about that on our, on our line. And I know you don't hear that a lot with 6A programs, mm-hmm. but – I can tell you right now, uh, you know, it, it works for a lot of schools. It, it's okay. worked for us in the past where we've had to spot play people and, and play them on both sides of the ball. And our kids, have, they've known from the end of last season that that was going to probably be a situation where we're going to ask of them. And uh, we got a lot of, right now, um, if we had to line up and play tomorrow, we'd probably line up with three juniors and a sophomore to join our senior that's coming back as a starter on the offensive line. And then on our defensive line, we start uh, four juniors on that side. So, um, and they all have had Friday night experience, which is, which is big. Even the sophomore, he, he played last year as a ninth grade at the end of the year. We moved him up and he started the last two football games for us. So he can, he can go. 
Yeah, and you mentioned something. You know, we've been fortunate enough covering Popperville uh, the last four years. We've been to three state titles and been up there and been able to enjoy the games, the other games that mm-hmm. uh, go on that weekend. And that's a common theme, man, that you see all the way up and down, whether it's 6A all the way down. And the best players, the, those coaches are keeping those guys out there. And, I, I mean, I think Jeff and I are both singing that mm-hmm. trend. I'm sure you have, too, that – uh, I think that's the old school way, and then it kind of went mm-hmm. away. And it's come back around. Like, let's leave them out there and keep your best out. So, uh, absolutely, absolutely, and that's and that's kind of our mindset on that. Uh, you know, we going back talking about our quarterback. Our quarterback's going to be playing corner and safety for us, and probably doing kick returns also. He's he's going to be out there as much as as anybody in. And our line is, you know, we're gonna they're gonna play both ways, and their goal this summer is, uh, you know, being able to uh, get themselves in shape to be able to to play not just forty to fifty plays, you know, on on one side of the ball, but hopefully play eighty. And uh, you know, we have enough um, to where we can spot, you know, give them a rest here and there, and um, you know, and then roll them right back out there, um, you know, and that that goes along with we have some wide receivers. That are going to be doing the same thing, um, and they're going to play. They're going to play wide receiver force, and, and we expect big things from them on that side. They're going to turn around and go to cornerback, and uh, we expect just as much for uh, from them over there. Um, I'm excited about about that group um, because of of where we have been in the past. We've gotten ourselves, you know, sometimes we've gotten ourselves in a situation. Um, because of the lack of depth of depth over there, um, we've kind of gotten hindered a little bit. But this year, we've we, we've kind of put it in their mindset, and we've listed it on on our roster. You don't have a offensive position or a defensive position. You're listed on <laughs> both sides. So if you're a lineman, you're a no line and D line on our roster. Um, and if you're a wide receiver, you're a wide receiver and defensive back. Um, so running backs and linebackers, it's. It's a it's a combination thing, and we have crossover periods during our practices where they go learn both sides of the ball at some point uh, each day. And I'm I'm very, 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 very excited and happy that our, our coaches have, have done a great job. Our offensive coordinator Jeff Hopgood and our defensive coordinator Tracy Rogers have done a great job of coordinating that and getting our coaches to uh, to to get that set up in practice and, and how we how we how we go about doing that. I think it's awesome. I'm going to ask them, Neil, we're friendly enough. I believe I can ask you that. It kind of helps, too, I would think, from a staff. I mean, you've been on one side of the ball before uh, mm-hmm. the head coach. And so to know that one side of the ball, whether it be whichever the head coach, what I've seen in the past kind of lean, may get the better athletes for them not to be off limits. That kind of helps the staff, I would think, too, huh? Well, I I agree with you. You know, and I like you said, I've been, I've been on the uh, defensive side, and sometimes that offensive player that you want to get over there, they they they're going to hoard them up. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm very fortunate with the staff that I have that they all we all see, you know, one as one. You know, it's not as, um, you know, there's, don't get me wrong, there's competitions in practice. Uh, you know, the offense is going to get after the defense, the defense is going to get after the offense, but it's a it's a situation where that offensive player just made a big play on our defense. Now we're going to turn around and make a big play for us on defense is what we're hoping. And that comes from 
um, you know, it's not just it's not just me. Like I said before, I'm very fortunate to have the coaches that that see that you know the the valuable piece that that could be on the other side of the ball, and they're more than willing to send them over there and do that. Um, you know, we've done a little bit different this year. Speaking of that, um, with our coaching staff, because we never know if one of us are going to be out. So. Just to give you an example, our offensive coordinator who coaches our back, you know, Coach Hobgood, he also is the backup and the other linebacker coach with our defensive coordinator. So he can turn around. If one of them are out, they can go coach that other position while we're working it in practice and and even help out in the game. We've had to take that into consideration because I, I know of schools right now who have coaches out you know, and it'd be tough in practice. I mean, not everybody's fortunate to have 12 to 15 coaches on the field, sure. um, you know, for every position. And uh, so we've, we've planned, um, you know, I wouldn't say everything because there's going to be something new tomorrow, but we've planned for, for a lot of stuff that, you know, I feel like this helping us and will continue to help us in the future. I think it's great to, that our offensive co- coordinator goes over there and gets right in the mix in a linebacker drill, uh, you know, and assists with that. I think it's great. You, you know, uh, Neil, you was talking earlier. Mm-hmm. I heard you say a couple times, uh, hope, you know, if we get to play, and you were talking about, you mm-hmm. know, tr- basically cross-training your staff there and sending some offensive coaches over on the defensive side and vice versa. How is it as a staff to – and, you know, the kids want to play. We know the kids want to play. I have a a son in a football program, and I know he wants to play. Mm -hmm. But how how important is it or how difficult is it or easy is it right now to keep the kids focused on getting ready for the fourth? They've got eyes and ears. They Mm -hmm. see schools – you know, sure. closing down all over the state. But how how is it as a staff to 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 you know keep them up with everyday life? Of course, this is real life stuff. And then, sure. of course, turn their attention and keep them focused about uh, getting ready to play on the fourth. Um, you know, it's it's actually once you're on the field, it's uh, it's about football. Things seem pretty normal. You know, you have to do a little bit of spacing out in certain areas. Um, we have. 86 on our high school roster and uh, you know right now we we you know you're missing a few here and you're missing a few there but it, for the most part they're there and they understand during football that it's football um now i will say this that leading up to that i'm sure they're hearing a thousand things just like everybody else is and they're probably you know hearing you know different things like man this school's canceling football and and that's cool. We've lost a game because we had a game scheduled with JPS, but we we we're pretty much in a bubble. I, I hate to say that, but we're kind of in a bubble with our with our kids. Our kids are very similar to you know where y'all live and, and the kids around those schools. Uh, you know, and I talked to you know Jacob and I talked to Jay you know, probably once every week or so. You know about different things and and because our, our kids are similar and. You know, they, they're hungry. They're ready to roll. Um, you know, I was talking with Jacob the other night. We, we both said, you know, if we, if we could, we'd line up tomorrow. Uh, they, they would be fine and we'd be a little bit, you know, gassed in certain positions, but they'd be just because of the shape wise. But they, 
they're they're pretty focused on what needs to be done. Um, they understand September fourth is for us because we we're not playing a jamboree, so our first game is going to be the first time we're on a Friday night, and uh, so then they're focused on what's going on, and we we're, we're just telling them let's let's get to September fourth. This is our goal. We got to get we got to get to our first game, um, you know, and 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 the kids have taken it upon themselves to. To, to do right when they're not with us, I tell them all the time. Well, we can only we can only protect you in, in measurements to uh, you know to try to minimize the situation and the pandemic and everything for roughly two hours now, two and a half hours. But outside of this, you have to be the smart one to to know that if you truly want this, you have to be the smart one to do. And they've done a pretty good job. I will absolutely say that. I, I think I think they they consciously think about it, which. I think is a good thing. Um, I think they they do it in a manner that you know I'm trying to trying to make something happen, not just for myself, but you know for 88 other people on this team. And we have we're we, we're 28 seniors on our roster. So out of those 20, I told them the other day in our meeting for the first day, I said, "This guys, we're trying to get to where they can play one game." Mm-hmm. You know, understand that's this yeah. may their one game may be. The only game they play may be the first one, and it may be senior night. Every night is senior night for them because they don't know if they're going to get to play again. So understand you have to make your your things count for them, not just them, but for this program and this team and, you know, for, for everybody that we're actually going to be playing against, you know. Uh, I feel like I feel like they've, they've done a great job, and um, I know they hear a lot of things. Uh, they're not, you know, they're walking around with computers in their pockets, so it's not like they don't. They don't read the news, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. So they they get as much information as I do. And fortunately for for us, our kids are have responded well as far as taking it seriously and and, and understanding the measurements that they have to do to to put us on the field. Neil, how cool has it been uh, through? Really, a, a, I hate to use the word depressing, but it's hard not to time. Uh, uh-huh. How cool a distraction has it been for y'all to see the facilities that you're uh, getting to finish up and get into? Mm-hmm. How cool has that been for y'all as a staff and for the kids to be able to see? Well, it, it's it's actually been it's been really cool, and um, you know, it's uh, having a new facility um, like we have. It's it's a blessing. Uh, we we truly understand that our kids understand that um you know we're we're very fortunate that our stakeholders in our community and our administration have have looked at um the needs that we needed and, and started the ball rolling several you know a couple of years ago and when the ball was passed this was able to go um you know our, our kids have been in it yesterday was our first full day in it um uh, so uh we're excited we 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 got the occupancy letter and we're fully a full go. And, um, so we're, we're in it now and, you know, it's a little bit different cause you have to get dressed at different times with different groups. Cause <laughs> there's only so many you can have in yeah. there. And, uh, you know, they, they're very fortunate, but during this time it, it's been, uh, I've been up there probably every day in some form or fashion. Um, you know, either meeting with, contractors or moving stuff in and uh getting things set up and 
um, everything from plumbing to electronics to uh, put pictures on the wall to making sure the name plates are on the lockers and uh, you know and, and, and the way racks are set where they're supposed to go. It's it's been a good distraction. It's been a uh, you know it's been kind of hard just because of having construction in the middle of a pandemic. Some things get delayed, so that was frustrating. But for the most part, I would say it's been a it's been a blessing because you got some kind of normalcy because I was doing something football wise, you know, um, to kind of keep my mind. Um, I wouldn't say running, but to keep my mind away from just sitting around thinking about it, um, especially in the spring and early summer part. That that was, you know, that was kind of that was kind of clutch. I would say. Neil, I know you posted. Give people, if you would, your uh, – I know it was on your Twitter handle. Anywhere else that they can go see pictures of the upgraded man, or, or I say upgraded, they're beautiful. If you would, just give our uh, listeners a, a sure. place they can go see those pics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on our um, – it's the what you're referring to on the Twitter is on our um, Hancock football page. It's uh, under – Hawks Gridiron, at Hawks Gridiron is our Twitter handle for the uh, football program. Um, my personal one is at uh, Hawks Strength. And then um, and they also did an article through uh, Seacoast Echo, uh, so you can Google that. Um, and uh, Mr. Jax did a great job of coming in and taking taking a little view through it. And, um you know, I know we got some uh, the 25 teams, 25 days coming in, and I know that's one of the things they're going to want to get. Uh, they're going to be coming in the next several days, so uh, we'll uh, we'll probably have some more pictures and stuff on there. From there, it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing. I've gotten comments all the way from Arkansas from some coaches uh, on Twitter, and it's uh, you know it's from coaches I don't know and some I do that live up that way, but. It's been it's been neat to uh, to see the response and and uh, I'm just blessed for for our kids and you know the future of our program uh, moving forward with that that type of facility and and everything that our uh, school district and, and our community and our parents have put forth to make this happen is is true blessing. Yeah, really neat stuff and happening to a a good man, Neil. We appreciate. Well, I appreciate uh, it. I think you were our first guest, weren't you, Neil? And we tried to yeah. record you, and we messed up, and you gave us a, a – you're a golfing guy. You gave us a mulligan that first time, and Absolutely. Uh, we'll appreciate it, man. We <laughs> value your friendship, and we appreciate you fine well, enough to come back on tonight. Well, I appreciate, Clay, you and Jeff, and I, I appreciate y'all uh, doing what y'all do as far as covering high school sports, and, and not just high school sports, but college, and also professional and but y'all do a great job of taking taking the time to uh, not just interview us, but you get to know us, and that's that's big. Uh, that's big with the coaches, and uh, we we appreciate that. Neil, thank you, man, and have an awesome uh, 2020 season. Thank y'all very much. Appreciate it, guys. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital, and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. The Highland Center for Women's Health provides total obstetrical and gynecological care for women of any age. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. 
We're honored tonight to be joined by head coaches of Starkville Yellow Jacket, Coach Chris Jones. Coach, thanks for taking time for the podcast this evening. Yes, sir. How you doing? How y'all doing? Man, we're doing good, Coach. When you look over some of these preseason lists, we start seeing y'all's name pop up on I said, you know, we're down here in South Mississippi. I said, we need to make a call north and, and see what this Starkville program is about. And so that's what we're going to do, Coach. Kind of tell us what you look at out of your 2020 Starville group? Well, honestly, we're just trying to survive, you know, one day at a time, you know, during this pandemic and um, stuff is so different these days. So, honestly, you know, we're preaching and teaching, you know, more about, you know, uh, sanitizing and disinfecting and safety than football. Coach, how uh, different, How I mean, I use the term different. I guess I could say scary. What kind of times is it to be uh, coaching such a contact sport? as you are right now? I mean, it's it's hard. It's different. But, I mean, what can you do? Just adapt and overcome and find a way to, you know, navigate through all the madness. But, um, you know, we can't make an excuse at the end of the day. You know, they say we're going to have a season, so we got to be prepared. So that's our job as coaches, to make sure the kids are prepared, you know, on the field and off the field. Coach, when you look at the expectations, like I said, y'all have been named number one in some preseason list. Y'all aren't far down anybody's list uh, preseason. A lot of that's got to do with your quarterback. Trying to manage expectations, or do you just try to live up to them? Coach, how do you kind of attack uh, preseason hype? I mean, honestly, you know, that's kind of the standard here anyway. Uh, you know, kids expect to be, you know, at the top of the list, you know, for the most part, but my whole thing is finishing. You know, we want to make sure we finish. I think we've been, you know, ranked in preseason one or two most seasons since I've been here. But we had done a good job of finishing, you know. So um, that's my message to my coaches. That's my message to my players um, to finish. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, every year is different. So we're not going to worry about, you know, years past. We're going to focus on this season. And once again, you know, the, the whole conversation is going to be about finishing at the end of the day. Coach, how have you enjoyed your time at Starkville? Of course, won a state championship at Kemper County. The differences in the uh, two jobs and how you've enjoyed your tenure there so far at Starkville. I mean, honestly, it's been awesome. Um, great community. I've had great administrators. Um, we got great kids. You know, honestly, this is the place you want to be if you're a high school football coach. You know, so, you know, this this, this is the kind of – you know, place you dream about as a, you know, a young coach coming up, you know, you got a, 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 a good group of kids, you got, you know, a good community who supports football. And um, like I said, you got great, great administration who understands, you know, what it takes as far as, you know, just getting your resources and taking care of coaches and taking care of kids and all that good stuff. So I'm blessed to be in a situation like this. How much do you think it helps you coach? I'm going to call you a young coach. It helps me still uh, sound young. We just had Hancock's coach on. He's a little over 40, and we just had a similar uh, type conversation. But you come in, you know, uh, your playing days at Jackson State on two NFL rosters and then have already won a state championship. Uh, the respect factor or being able to already show some skins on the wall when you're, when you're talking in the locker room, how has that uh, gone over with the Yellow Jackets? I mean, I guess it, it goes well, but uh, and some of these kids are, are, you know, too young to even <laughs> remember um, any of my playing days. Uh, even when I was at Kemper County, they were probably in, you know, junior high or whatever the case may be. But, 
the way I coach and just my style, I think kids just kind of gravitate, you know, towards it anyway. I'm a hands-on guy who, you know, I got my cleats on now. I was walking out the field, as a matter of fact. So I'm out there. I'm more of a demonstrator, you know. So kids kind of like that. If you can get out there and run routes with them and, you know, just teach them. Um, instead of just telling them what to do. And I, I think, you know, that's kind of style. I've always been like that. And as long as I can continue to do it this way, um, this is this how I'm going to do it. But to me, I've always thought those are, you know, um, the coaches that players kind of gravitate towards. You know, when I was in high school, um, you may be familiar with the name Tyrone Shorter and Bernard Ewell, who's at Belmont, and um, mm-hmm. Coach Asper, who's at Missouri. Those are my coaches. Those were coaches, those were assistants, and they were young guys. And, you know, that's kind of some of the stuff that they did. You know, they just kind of um, showed us, you know, what to do instead of telling us what to do. And I think, you know, um, looking back on it, I've always kind of wanted to be – that kind of coach whenever I became a coach. Yeah, well, we're talking about staying young. That'll certainly keep you young, running around, and uh, keeping that same energy that they provide on a day-in, day-out. Right, Coach? Right, and making sure I have a lot of Epsom salt at home at the end of the day. So <laughs> that's I think right. I get caught up in the moment and forget that I'm old and, <laughs> you know, and real sore and can't get out of bed the next day. <laughs> coach, I know that you've uh, – caught some footballs I'm sure through today's um playing and coaching if you're as hands on as what you're saying there. Describe the guy that's spinning it for you now and uh mm-hmm. how he kinda stacks up with some guys from your past. Uh honestly he's probably the best quarterback I've coached. Um he's 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 really good. I played with a really good quarterback back in the day who probably was a little bit before his time, a kid named Omar Connor. Um you know, when I was at Nashville, he was a freshman, but he took my job. I was a starting quarterback as a senior, so about three games into it, Omar Khan just, you know, just kind of took over, and that's when they moved me to receiver. But, um, you know, Lucas is really good, um, and I think what makes him so special is his decision-making and his accuracy, and he has all the intangibles, you know, that you look for in a quarterback. I mean, his footwork is amazing. Um, he's a really good guy to, you know, call plays for on a Friday night because he understands football and he gets it. And like I said, he's a technician, man. And I feel like he's going to have a uh, really good season. I think he have a, you know, a good football career. You know, as a whole, man. He's a good football player. Coach, when you get a guy like he put up the numbers, they certainly deserve it. But we talk about the list y'all are on the top of, and you, you said it finishing out, but you got mm-hmm. a kid there that's dandy this, and he's elite that. How love Keeping him, I don't want to use the word humble because I don't know the kid. I don't want to put a label. But how do you keep uh, keep that same focus day in, day out when the world's telling him how good he is? I'm be honest with you. Sometimes that's probably my issue with him. Like I said, it's in a good, bad way. I guess you say because sometimes he's too humble. You know, I'm telling him, you know, you made, you know, the dandy list. Uh, like, like do. always even kind of come like he's never you know just excited about a whole bunch so um it's kind of been easy you know to be honest with you like he, he's not the kind of guy you know we got to practice and he can't tell him anything because he's a Danny or you know he's the lead 11 type of quarterback on him all American guy like um he's a good kid um nice humble guy um sometimes he's not confident or cocky enough like you want your quarterback to be um, kind of like the NFL guy, you know, Kirk Cousins, and you like that and all that good stuff. He'll never do nothing like that. He's kind of quiet and humble. And, 
um, all that good stuff. But um, with him, it's been easy to be on the big Yeah, Coach, he certainly gets the press clippings. Where will you lean on if we're talking to you um, that first weekend in December and you're getting ready to uh, play for what y'all are going to go after? What will you kind of look at and say, well, I knew this group would have a chance to, to get us here other than just that quarterback spot? Uh, man, I just, this is uh, a group that's bigger than Luke Alton right now. Like he, He's really good, but um, we got a power five running back. Um, we got some really good defensive guys over there, man. Keyshawn, Keyshawn um, Lawrence, we call him Bull, but Keyshawn Lawrence is a three-year starter uh, running around him. He's played a lot of football in mid Taylor. He's got some offers. Um, he got Tiberius Nichols, and this group has been together. Junior high. Um, it's a really good group. We got a good group of receivers coming up. Um, Leroy Holland says a good one. Stacy. Uh, and honestly, by the way, it's Starkville. So we're going to always have some talent. Mm-hmm. Always have that next man up uh, type of mentality because we have kids who probably have to start somewhere else. You know, we have to sit as juniors and sophomores and wait to the scene here to be seen because there's so many kids who can play. Um, so, like I say, I, I think. On any given night, you know, anybody could be the guy, so to speak. It might not be Luke. It might not be Amari. And it might be another kid that you didn't know about, but we all knew about because, like, so many kids who can play, they're just waiting on the opportunity. So, um, but I'm just looking forward to the season so these kids can have a chance and, you know, maybe some people can kind of find out who they are. Absolutely, Coach. Coach, one more, and then we know you're, you're busy. We'll let you uh, draw that out and uh, saw bath, man. And so, but. <laughs> I need it. When you look, Coach, at uh, coaching high-level 6A with a great program in a college town, kind of got a different flavor to it. And, and then you've got a, a rival there with Oxford, but uh, just mm. a, a neat feel, I would think, on Friday nights up that way. I mean, honestly, with you, man, this is once again for high school Um I kind of talk to people sometimes, like, on a different level, you know, when I invite them to games and, you know, you know, they just kind of always tell me, man, this almost feel like a college game, man, just mm-hmm. the environment, and, you know, and sometimes, like, it feels like that to me also. And I've, you know, I've been to junior college games and college games, and to me, this is the closest a junior college game atmosphere, you know, as it gets. You know, when you got Madison rolling in town, like you said, Oxford rolling in town, you know, this this is a good, you know, um, game day atmosphere. And I think our kids enjoy that type of, you know, environment, and we just look forward to it. Coach, we wish you the best, man. We appreciate you taking time for the podcast and continued success.